Welcome, baseball fans. It is time once again for the Running the Bases podcast. I am Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how are you? Good, sir. Pretty good. Pretty good. Did you survive Winter Storm Jonas all right? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. It was cold. It was cold. It was cold. Did you have enough bread and milk to make it through the the 12 hours? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, that's good. Well, thankfully, uh, we're coming to the end of January, which means that pitchers and catchers report in about three weeks. We are at the end of the hot stove season. Let's jump into the big free agents to have signed here at the end of the hot stove season. Um, Starting with Justin Upton. Goes to Detroit. Six years, 130 plus million uh, there's an opt-out clause in there after I think it's two years. Is that right? Yeah i I have I can't say anything really positive about Justin Upton other than he can carry your team for two weeks like yeah. nobody else. <laughs> but then for another 24 weeks or so, he's kind of vacant. Yeah, this seemed like a, a quintessential Mike Illich type signing. Would you agree with that? Oh, I would agree with that. Late, a lot of money, unexpected, out of nowhere. Yeah, and I mean, it's another right-hander. This is now an almost exclusively right-handed lineup for the Tigers. Um, do you think Upton's on the team at the end of this year? <laughs> I can't say. I can't say. I don't even want to think about it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he'll do better, though, considering that he's uh, surrounded by hitters on that team? That maybe if just he does better when there's not as much pressure to carry the team? Oh, I, I think that's possible, but I, I think that's also kind of biting the bullet that Arizona sent out about him. You know, and I right. I don't necessarily want to think of him as somebody who chokes or somebody who doesn't apply himself or anything else. I, I just think of him as somebody who doesn't make good contact that often right and really is not that great of an outfielder no he's not a great outfielder defensively speaking so um and I guess this means they're pretty high on Anthony goes to fill that void I mean if you're considering what they paid for him and and now what Cespedes has (laughs) theoretically signed for although that's a really weird contract we'll talk about yeah um should they have just gone for Cespedes I mean I don't know what their thinking was, their uh, relationship. I mean, they had been rumored to be going for Cespedes all along. Uh, now, that's also, as you alluded to, a very creative uh, contract that the Mets have given to Cespedes. And um, that kind of creativity has never been uh, part of Illich's type right. of thing. He's just given the big bucks. Yeah, and it's like, it really seems like the Tigers will win once Illich is no longer uh, with us on this earth. Because if you're going to save up $20 million a year, I mean, how what what kind of bullpen could they have gone out and purchased in this hot stove season early on, knowing that there was $21 million in the budget that was going to go to yet another right-handed bat? Oh, I know, I know. So... I don't know. I, I, I love the Tigers. I do have done it early on, though. But then, I mean, yeah. who would have thought that, uh, what's his name, would end up with the Yankees? Uh, Chapman? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, they did, in fact, go sign K-Rod, and they signed Lowe as well. So right. they addressed the bullpen somewhat. But, I mean, an extra $20 million to go into your bullpen wouldn't hurt a team that has forever been its Achilles heel. 
Um, so it's Hank Aguirre. <laughs> oh no, Willie Hernandez. What you know? He won the uh, MVP. With yeah, is yeah, a reliever. But I mean, still, I I admire that Illich just wants to win worse than anything in the world. But I think now it's clouding his vision uh, painfully. So, um, all right. So now, uh, Crash Davis. Uh, before Cespedes, let's talk Crash Davis. So he goes back to Baltimore after all is said and done. Did that surprise you? No, no. I mean, I you know, I thought he was going to end up a Red Sox. Sure. Um, but which is why uh, I was surprised that it when I, it was all said and done, he I goes would have back thought to Baltimore. Baltimore I, I thought Baltimore had somewhat closed the door, but we know their owner wanted him, and their owner has pretty much dictated the way things go there for some time. Yeah. Well, I mean, does this is this uh, enough for Baltimore to? No. Yeah. Yeah. So they need starting pitching. Yeah, and and where do we think that they're going to get that starting pitching from? I mean, obviously this year it's kind of, you know, they're they're what is is what is. But uh, are they hoping that Crash Davis will be an integral part of a pennant contender in three years? So they had to lock their him up owner now? wanted him, and that's it. Yeah, you know, there you go with Angelos again. Are we thinking that Angelos is 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 doing an illich? He wants to win more and more, like he like. I mean, for so many years, they were so terrible and they made such questionable moves. It's like, couldn't tell if Angelos even knew he owned the team. Do I, we think that he's all in suddenly out of nowhere? He's like, hey, we've been successful a couple of years. I need to get in on this. I don't know enough about Angelos other than to say that I don't trust him. I know there's been a whole <laughs> lot of, um, a lot has been put into Cal Ripken's plate in recent years, you know, where uh his beliefs about uh, so i've heard his beliefs about uh personnel has influenced things uh, they also sign a lot of boris clients it's a complicated situation uh but i think angelos number 1 is looking after the bottom line yeah well i mean really the only pitching that they lost uh, in the starting department is Wei-Yun Chen. And so, in theory, you know, they're, they're only a couple years removed from winning that whole division with roughly the same lineup. But that's a lot of money to give somebody who's just a DH for the most part. Well, I agree. Yeah. So, all right. And then finally, so Ioannis Cespedes uh, finally lands, and it's with the Mets. Were you surprised by that? Yes. Uh, I mean... The, but it was the Met fans that made them sign uh, Cespedes, uh, their outrage and things. And yeah, I, I think that's kind of cool in its own way. That's true. The power of social media, putting the power t- with the people. Right. Um, but so there's an opt out after one year. I mean, it's three years, 70 million, which is, you know, whatever, 22, 75, but whatever. Some, somewhere in that range. So. I mean, is this a good? Is this a win for Cespedes? Did he get what he thought he was worth, or is there any way I... he's getting paid for last year? Because this year, I mean, what is twenty-seven five this year? You know, mm-hmm. so he's getting the front know. end of what is usually a back-ended type of salary structure, and so with the option to, or you know, uh, that he can opt out, and so, and if he has a good year. Uh, he could make a bundle next year, right? This make whole, more, you know. Uh, yeah, what, what's his name? The cornerback, uh, you know, who does this every year. The uh, Revis, you know, who oh, yeah. <laughs> goes from one team to the next and actually gets paid. 
Yeah, it's it's a, it's not a bad strategy, no. but it's a it's an odd one. And do we think that the opt out is going to become? Uh, how is the opt out clause changing the landscape of free agency? Uh, tremendously, because yeah. it works both ways. I mean, uh, the team's ability to opt out is a tremendous you know that makes that a very team friendly type of contract. Now with Cespedes, I don't know this. Is it that he only has the power? Oh, to- yeah, as far as I know, he's the only one that's got the power. Yeah, so the Mets out. wouldn't be able to no. pull the plug if they wanted to. But um, I mean, it, it, are we worried that this is this is driving uh, baseball even further into Premier League soccer territory? I'll tell you the most dangerous contract negotiations out there right now that is uh, pushing them toward Premier League, pushing the MLB toward Premier League, is what's going to happen with Salvador Perez. If they renegotiate his very, very friendly team contract, uh, that's throwing up contracts and uh, on your own accord. And there'll be a lot of players looking for that sort of thing. That kind of bites of Ricky Henderson coming in every year saying, I'm underpaid. Yeah, that's true. Um, one person you'd have to look at, although he just really doesn't seem to care, but would be Madison Bumgarner. Because if Salvador Perez gets a restructured contract, I think Bumgarner should be second in line saying, hey, can we take a look at mine real quick? <laughs> exactly. But he doesn't, you know, it, Mad Bum doesn't care. He's got his farm. He's good. So Now, I guess I'm the last person on Dexter Fowler Island. <laughs> I guess it's about time I sell my uh, my share in, in, in the real estate. Um, any, he's the last big name out there. Any thoughts of where he signs when it's all wait, said wait, and done? I, I don't know how big a name Dexter Fowler is. I think he's yeah. a good ball player. Uh, I don't yeah. think he is that much above Austin Jackson. If I'm a GM, I'm looking at the situation in Colorado. I need an outfielder. I'm the Cards, the Rangers, the White Sox, even the Cubs. I'm one of these teams, and I would like another outfielder, center fielder, perhaps you know, top of the order guy. Uh, I got to look at what's happening with the Rockies before I do anything else. They've sure. gotten, you know, they they're not going to go into the season. I mean, they just get par, but they have Gonzalez, Dickerson, and Blackman. Somebody's, you know, that's four for three positions, <laughs> and the Rockies can't afford that. Uh, so somebody is liable to go. If I am a, if I'm one of these teams that needs a an outfielder. Uh, I don't, I mean, with both Jackson and Fowler, there's a draft pick attached. And so I would rather get one, for, uh, getting somebody from the Rockies might be cheaper uh-huh. and more profitable for what I need. Yeah. Um, what other log jams do you think uh, can be pilfered by teams in need? Um, do you think that the Dodgers have figured out their outfield situation? Is Yasiel They've got Puig- enough general managers to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, ain't that the truth? But hey, they're gonna have football coming to LA soon as well. So yeah, yeah. you know, in mass. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there, that's a lot of cooks in that kitchen, and we've said that before. Um, it doesn't seem though as anyone's hard up for uh, you know the Braves. We've got plenty of starting pitching uh, futures to sell. You know, <laughs> I'll sell you a yeah. hole in the sky that'll uh, yeah, be a right. condo tomorrow. All right, so um, so I guess that's it. I mean, 
I mean, it, you know, now the countdown begins. It's time for some spring training. So there's still a few free agents that are out there, Desmond and Kendrick, which don't excite me at all. Well, uh, you know, I you, I left something out. the The Washington Nationals. Were you surprised that Washington did not end up with Cespedes, considering? That this is what they need to do right now, or this is what they've done the last few years? You know, I wonder how much of it has to do with the problems internally on that club. Because, uh, I mean, it does seem like Cespedes wanted to go to the Mets. He liked his time in New York. Uh, the uh, Can't imagine why. Yeah. And uh, the Nationals have been kind of like, wiped out of everybody everybody they've gone after Zobrist and Hayward and you know you name it uh they were after him uh so uh I it is interesting I I can't say that upsets me um well right yeah the uh, doesn't upset me either but I was definitely surprised I still think you know they might be going after they might get Tyler Clippard or somebody like that I mean they're they want to address some problems in the bullpen and then you, you look at Cespedes, if they get him, that's still kind of a fourth outfielder for them as well. And yeah, um, the uh, so it, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. The whole thing was kind of unusual. It struck me from behind. Yeah. Well, I mean, Washington, is Anthony, is Rizzo, does he need to go? Is, is, is the time running out on their GM there? Considering, you know, he clashes with, Davey Johnson and, and pretty much everybody in 2012 was shutting down Strasburg. Um, you know, brings on Matt Williams. I mean, he's made a lot of questionable moves in recent years, um, in addition to just, you know, spending all this money that he was given. So I don't know. I guess it, we'd have to ask Boris whether he should go or not. Yeah, exactly. So they are the Boris team. They are the Boris team. Um, and uh, now one one thing that's coming up a lot right now, considering these four outfielders for three spots, uh, the DH in the National League, is this a foregone conclusion? Is this inevitable that we're going to get the no, DH? No, I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Because uh, clearly yeah. we're not going to lose it in the American League. They Oh, yeah, I know that. But they said today that there is uh, – that, that sort of hint, you know, the at uh, there's been – increased interest in it in the national league uh that seems to me like that was just mlb uh shooting a ball across the bow to see if there is any interest and i i don't um i think they found that there's not yeah is that something that'll come up in in part of the cba renegotiations a lot more important things to come up yeah absolutely will not absolutely all right so we need to talk about something here in depth that we've only kind of made mention to since this story broke last summer during the season. Um, but former scouting director for the St. Louis Cardinals, our beloved St. Louis Cardinals, uh, Chris Correa, he is on trial now for this hacking scandal. Um, and he pled guilty. And he stands to serve 25 years in prison. Um, there's five counts that have brought up against them, and it's a five-year sentence per. Is this scandal getting enough attention? Is it? It's amazing that this is a product of baseball. Uh, and I, 25 years, Ty Cobb ran up into the stands and stamp, stamped all over somebody with his cleats, a paraplegic. <laughs> he got suspended a day. Uh, the, 
it just doesn't seem 25 years, but it is business. I mean, and uh, things have changed. Well, according to, you know, the the full court documents, which just became available, uh, you know, this month, the Astros claim that it cost them close to $2 million, considering what the Cardinals did with the data that they that they right, had. Right, 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 all right. So it's like a $2 million embezzlement, fraud, I guess you could label Theft. It. Theft, yes. That, I Thank mean, you. that's what it is. Theft. Um, and is that worth 25 years in prison? Is this a danger to society, this Chris Correa? <laughs> I'm not having him on any of my fantasy teams. I'll tell you no, what, right no, now. No, no, no. Um, and then, what does this make you think about the Cardinals? We should take their National League pennant from 2013. That's what I think. Because <laughs> apparently, this is all going on from 2013 to 2014. So clearly, they have to forfeit. I mean, they need to vacate that title. Am I right? Well, I mean, I think we should take uh, all recordings of Jack Buck that relate to the Cardinals. They're not allowed to be played anymore, ever. Yeah, I mean, what kind of... They stand to pay a fine and lose some draft picks. Is that enough? Um, do we feel satisfied that they're that, that the Cardinals are being punished handily enough? The guy going up for 25 years probably doesn't think so. <laughs> He's probably saying, I'm a patsy, I'm a patsy. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I, yeah, wow. Do you think this is going on anywhere else that we don't know about? Or is this probably, probably? Yeah, let that be known. That make sure you change all of your passwords up once you move to new new employment. Yeah, that's true. Especially with a government issued computer. Um, I I too am just amazed. I, I'm I'm amazed at how long this person, Mr. Correa, is going to go to prison. Um, well, we don't know that he is yet. But. Yeah, that's true. Though he did plead guilty, but there usually are settlements and things. Yeah, of, there will be and yeah. things of this nature. So, um, but is this a scandal that is? Uh, <laughs> where does where does it stack up in the uh, pantheon still, of baseball scandals? Well, no, we got to wait and see what the uh, judgment is. Yeah, before we can measure this. I mean, that, just like any other court trial or anything else, got to like wait and see what the deal is. Yeah, well, I mean, stealing draft scouting information, I mean, that's kind of huge. That's, yes, yes, it that's is. That's stealing the other person's playbook, So, um, which is why maybe there's not enough attention being given to this considering, you know, hey, how is it the Cardinals are always so good and never miss on a trade and never miss on a draft pick, you know? It's a puzzling thing <laughs> here. So um, so it remains to be seen. We'll, we'll, we'll know in April, and so that'll be a fun thing to talk about. All right, now, going first to third. Um, in honor of King Griffey Jr., although this is probably not an honor he would want, um, in honor of King Griffey Jr. going into the Hall of Fame, we're going to talk about uh, great ball players, uh, the greatest ball players to never make it to the World Series. Um, I'm going to defer to you on most of this uh, top 10-ish list, if you will, uh, since you've seen more players in your lifetime than I have. And... Uh, let me just open it with this. Do you think that King Griffey Jr. is the greatest baseball player to never play in a World Series? No. No. If you were to ask, if I were to go through position after position uh, in identifying the best players that never made it to the Hall of Fame, I start with catcher and... To the World Series. Or to the World Series, I'm sorry. Uh, 
it started with catcher, and it's Josh Gibson. Uh, yeah, the first baseman is probably Buck Leonard, maybe George Sizzler. Uh, you know, the, Ray Dandridge at third, and Satchel Paige would be the best pitcher, and Oscar Charleston, the best center fielder, and uh, all of these. I mean, you could make a team of Negro League players. Uh, cool Papa Bell, and uh, Judy Johnson, and uh, Mule Settles, and just go on and on. Uh, right, yeah. And they are probably the best. Uh, that is that to you the greatest asterisk in baseball is is before and after the color barrier? Oh, yes. Without, without a doubt. I would have with, to agree with that. Without a doubt. You can't measure the two periods. Uh, yeah. The uh, Now, if we were to look at in my lifetime or players that I saw, and that's also going to take away statistical things. Like, I mean, you have uh, John Clarkson, who a, a pitcher – uh, in the Hall of Fame, and I think his last year was 1894. Uh, there was no World Series, right? You know, I mean, yeah. it's going to take away those people as well. Uh, With apologies to those people, we are going to right. If take I were to do away. it for my lifetime, um, if our catchers um, be, if I would probably have Joe's, Tory, and Maurer. People forget that Tory, you know, never made it as a player. Yeah, uh, but that's true. The uh, at first base, and again, George Sizzler. He's not part of. Uh, but I would probably have Rod Carew, uh, maybe Dick Allen. People forget that uh, Dick Dick Allen's quote about grass was still <laughs> the the best. I mean, you know, he uh, was he did, wouldn't play on artificial turf uh, because he was a big horse. Uh, he owned oh, right. horses, and he said, "I'm not playing on anything. My horses won't eat." <laughs> uh, Back to it, catcher, though, real quick. Joe Mauer, still opportunity for him. Do no. you think that he'll make it to the World Series at any point? No, no. Well, he may if he get. They eventually send him to some other team to play out <laughs> his career. I don't see the Twins getting there anytime soon. Gotcha. Uh, the greatest second baseman not is Napoleon Lajoie. Never made it to the World Series, but. Uh, didn't exactly when I'm old, but not that old. Uh, <laughs> I guess I would have to have Ryan Sandberg. Uh, oh, a lot yes. of Cubs on this right. list. Right. <laughs> when I was going through this, I was trying to think. Uh, sadly, there's a lot of Cubs and there's a lot of Indians. Right, that, right. <laughs> and a lot of uh, Braves, too. Well, Lajoie was the Indian. Uh, yeah. The uh, third baseman, uh, probably Harmon Killebrew, maybe Ron Santo. Uh, I saw George Kell. Two toward the end of uh, his career, uh, but probably Kilbrew would be my starter. Now you uh, skipped over uh, Donnie Baseball Mattingly. Would you put Mattingly in there at uh, at first base over Rod Carew? Uh, well, no, not over Rod Carew, but uh, 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 over Dick Allen. No, no. All right, all right. I, I wouldn't. I, uh, all right, shortstop be Ernie Banks. You know, uh, yeah, the uh, the greatest of all Cubs. The uh, I don't know about that, but at least in <laughs> Mr. Cub, yeah, he's got the name. Outfield Griffey's there. Uh, Ichiro probably in right. Uh, yeah, might have Dale Murphy in left. Uh, the uh, Billy Williams would be there. Andre Dawson uh, would be there. Dawson and Murphy were pretty interchangeable. Uh, DH, I'd have Edgar. Yeah. Uh, the uh, starting pitchers now pitching staff you can have uh, I think a better team than you can uh, 
Gaylord Perry never played in the World Series. Uh, Fergie Jenkins. Well, I don't know. Did, did Perry pitch in 62? I can look that up. You can uh, keep going, though. The uh, Fergie Jenkins was never there. Uh, uh, but Kershaw and Grinky could, you know, round out the uh, your starting staff. And yeah. while none of the five relievers that are in the Hall of Fame, uh, I mean, all of them pitch in a World Series, uh, you could find five, you know, relievers in sure. this uh in this period to you know, six relievers or whatever you needed to yeah. fill out your team. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of ways you can can you can filter this list, you know, former players versus right. current cuz obviously yeah, there's Mike Trout has not, right. <laughs> hasn't right. played in a World Series. Um by the way real quick, Gaylord Perry only postseason appearance was in uh 71 with the Giants okay. in the NLCS. Right, so. Um a lot of years on Cleveland will do that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the Braves and a lot of others. He was all yep. over Texas. Yeah, Gaylord right. went everywhere. <laughs> he did. He played for a lot of ball clubs. Yeah. That's that's for darn sure. Um, but uh, um, you know, Hall of Famers. You could you could narrow it down to just Hall of Famers um, that are that never played in the World Series. So, right. um, but I would I I would add to that. I mean, definitely with Edgar. But um, what about Roy Halladay? Uh, that's true. That's true, but I mean, I definitely have him in that starting lineup. The well, Perry Jenkins, you got a couple three hundred game winners there. Uh, Kershaw and Grinky. Do you think Halliday was better? Uh, he might be better than Grinky. If Grinky, yeah, he be, he might be my fifth starter though. But I yeah. think with uh, you know with Gaylord and Jenkins, you don't you, need you're you doing know, pretty good. You don't need uh, a fifth starter. So you know before. I mean, really, before the advent of cable, I guess, um, uh, is is a good watershed moment. You know, you wouldn't see. We talked about this with uh, Roberto Clemente and, and talking about the the, the seventy one Pirates um, in during the World Series. You know, that was the only time for the the national populace to see certain ball players. So, who do you think of of the of the list that you put together? Uh, it's the most tragic that this ball player was not seen on the World Series stage. Because I would argue King Griffey Jr. Because if you had seen him in his prime in a World Series, he'd be so electric. He would, he would, he would take it over. He would be such a. It's like McCutcheon now. I just, just would love for McCutcheon or oh, Trout sure. even. Yeah. To play because of, of the greater good for baseball for the whole world. But to Ken see. Griffey Jr. Uh, was on cable all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, we saw him on ESPN highlights all the time. Yeah, uh, that's true. I think if if we're looking at it as a tragic thing, uh, or it's unfortunate for the player, I think it's Dale Murphy because yeah. he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, and they, all of these others are. You know, if he was more visible, perhaps he would have been in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh, now Ichiro isn't yet. Uh, I mean, but I think I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to go in the Hall of Fame when he's re- retired. Uh, and Ichiro is certainly somebody like Junior that would be fun to watch for in that everybody would enjoy watching play. Yeah, wish it could have been in his prime because I think Ichiro in the World Series now may just be you know pinch hitter right 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 is he a starting outfielder on the marlins if they're in the world series you know or yeah right. or, or any other team 
Um, but so you don't think that Don Mattingly is 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 worth just talking about in the same breath as one of the greats that never got there? Well, sure, he was a very good ball player who never got there, but it was like they talked about it his whole career, you know. Yeah, uh, and so much of that's New York. Uh, I, am I putting Mattingly in the uh, same category as Rod Carew? No, not anywhere <laughs> close. Uh, you know. Uh, now, I mean, you might put Rod Carew at second. You know, he came up. You know, at second baseman. But uh, and is he in the same conversation with Dick Allen? Absolutely. Uh, but Dick Allen mashed the ball. I, yeah. I, I mean, I yes, he yeah. You might put him there. Let's go look at some of the Hall of Famers that are up for for consideration. But Tim Raines went with the Yankees. Um, you know, Musina he pitched there. Um, Vlad Guerrero though. Are you uh, are you sad that we never saw Vlad the Impaler in a World Series? No, I saw. Yeah, we were the Braves were in his division. I saw way too much of Vlad. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, all right. So of of the uh, so so Dale Murphy would be your guy that would have benefited the most from playing I, in a World Series because I mean, if you look at it, it from the the team I gave, Tory certainly had his time in the spotlight. He's in the yeah. Hall of Fame, so uh, Mauer may still get in there, and maybe Mauer would have benefited. Uh, Rod Carew's in the Hall of Fame. Ryan Sandberg's in the Hall of Fame. Killebrew, Santo, Kell, uh, Ernie Banks, <laughs> uh, Billy Williams. Uh, Junior, uh, Dawson, uh, Martinez, maybe, Edgar, maybe, but you don't watch him except bat yeah. four or five times a game. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't much else to watch. Uh, the uh, So, yeah, I think Murph would have benefited the most. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so to present day, who are you most excited to see play in a World Series that hasn't made it there yet? No, Trout. Trout, yeah. I think so, too. Trout. A Pittsburgh and McCutcheon, yeah. A, yeah. I was gonna say a Pittsburgh Anaheim World Series would be pretty sweet, right? Right. So I noticed that we never say Dodgers in any of this. <laughs> they never come up, even though they've got the best pitcher in baseball. Is, well, I mentioned you know. Kershaw would be one of my starters, and Grinky would have been, uh, yeah, until yeah, Arizona's you know they're loading up, so yeah. we'll see. Um, all right, well that's all I have. Did you want? Did you have anything? Oh, here one one last one though. Sammy Sosa, your thoughts on Sammy Sosa never having played in a World Series? <laughs> Couldn't be happier. <laughs> you know, Goofy never did either. He <laughs> was the star of one of the greatest baseball movies of all time. Uh, and I think he's just about as deserving as Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Good. Just want to make sure I got that right. Okay. So... All right. Well, uh, as is the hitting coach for the Marlins. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good good call there too. All right. So, who you got for the uh, for the Super Bowl? You going Broncos or you going Panthers? Oh gosh, uh, I got to think the Panthers are going to do it. But I mean, I'm like all the rest of America. I want to see you know, Papa John's pizza. <laughs> Have to celebrate. I know. I can't. I can't wait for that. Uh, or I would love to see that rather. Um, yeah, you know, Peyton would have. <laughs> that chicken farm would taste really good if you went right. out. If you went out a Super Bowl champion. So, well, you know, I I I think the Panthers are going to win it. I, they just they look completely dominant. Although the uh, Broncos defense, that's a Super Bowl. 
It is a Super Bowl defense. That is a Super Bowl defense. But really, the best thing about it is with the Super Bowl uh, coming and going, that means spring training is upon us. And that I am genuinely excited for, as I know you are as well. So. Oh, I am as well. I'm going to give one other prediction here. I think uh, Giovanni Gallardo is going to sign for a tremendous amount of money with the Rockies because uh, they seem to be really interested in him. And the only way they're going to sign a pitcher is by signing a with a they're going to overpay him. Oh yeah, they have to. I mean, that's the Rockies are such an enigma that they they might as well fold the tent at some point, or or they just need to invest and build the dome as it is. But um, you know, that's one more question I had for you. You know, when the when the CBA comes up, do you think that uh, Major League Baseball should look into expansion? Should they go to a a nice thirty-two team, sixteen in each well, league. Well, uh, they asked Maynard about that, and he was saying that uh, Manfred, are, Manfred, I mean that uh, he was saying that it is, you know, they're a growth industry, but there aren't plans for it right now. Um, I think that's going to come after this CB, uh, or I mean, th- this agreement. Yeah. Now I know we never go backwards when it comes to you know things that are making money. So the wild card that's here to stay uh, in all As likelihood. It should be. But wouldn't it be nice if instead of this three division format that we had, we went back to a nice two division format? You know, eight teams in each division, and then you know the top four make it, or I don't know. That'd be interesting. What what happens if there's if there's expansion, that seems more equitable. However, right, the format that they have right now has more teams in it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and with a chance to win coming into September, uh, be, and I think that's the biggest plus. Oh yeah, I mean, I, the purest in in all of us was again all, have been against these things from the start, but they've all panned out. You know, yeah. credit where credits due. All right. Well, as always, um, thank you to everyone listening out there in Internet Radio Land. You can check us out on the website, runningthebases.com, or download the podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Running the Base, and like us on Facebook. Leave us your comments, questions. We'll put them on the show, and uh, and there you have that. So, so for Coach Bounds, I'm Tucker Wells. This is the Running the Bases podcast. We're coming into home, and we're safe. Coach, have a good night. Good night.